Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 254. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week. As always, I'm joined by one of the marvelous members of the Blueprint Live Online team. This week, continuing with Hunter and continuing our learning discussion that we started last week. This time talking about active versus passive learning. What does that mean? And how does it affect your ability to learn material so that you can score better on the MCAT? Before we jump into today's episode, though, if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. Go create a custom study plan just for you at blueprintmcat.com. Sign up for a free account and get access for free to Blueprint MCAT's amazing study planner tool. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com. Let's go and jump into our episode with Hunter today. The MCAT podcast back with Hunter, the, the man, the myth the legend <laughs> um we last week covered some some retention improving memory type stuff for the mcat which apparently it's important to know some things for the mcat we who knew we can't just reason our way through it unfortunately <laughs> except for the car section yeah cars um, the cars the cars i scored a, a one eh, what is it 117 or 118 is the mi- the minimum score i scored a 118 in all the sciences and psych soch but a 132 in cars um that's definitely not a a good score so don't yeah. do that <laughs> um, oh, wow what, what a like bait and switch <laughs> it's yeah. like have you ever heard like uh, I think it was like Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson or something. He was like, yeah, if you took all the veins and arteries and capillaries from the human body and you laid them end to end, that person <laughs> would die. And you're like, oh, fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> I, I love I love little twists like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> unless potentially you're applying to one of those few Canadian schools that all they care about is the car score. Um, but that is not all Canadian schools. So, yep. all right. So again, last week covering how to make things personal with studying so that you can hopefully remember things. Now, a lot of people right now are very passively listening to this in podcast form, or they have it open on their YouTube uh, tab and they're walking around cleaning the house while they're, they're, they're listening to us. To me, that's a very passive way of listening what would an active way of learning what we're doing look like? 
Um, yeah. So let's, let's define the terms real fast, right? So passive is kind of, uh, kind of what you were saying, man. It's, it's this more, you're not like sitting there actively thinking about it. You're not doing critical thinking. You're not solving things. It's kind of like you're, you're a sponge and you're just absorbing things. Right. Yeah. Um, sleeping with a book on your head. Is that passive? Yeah. 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 Just (laughs) osmosis. You're hoping it'll just go through your skull. Um, that blood brain barrier is really tough to get through. I think technically that would be diffusion. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> but Osmosis Jones is so good. Uh, <laughs> it's surprisingly accurate, too. If you haven't gone back and watched Osmosis Jones, like, I highly recommend it. I don't think I've ever watched um, it. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. Right. Um, <laughs> this is so off topic. It's basically like a PG version of Rick's uh, Anatomy Park, you know, um, <laughs> Pirates of the Pancreas, all this other stuff. All right. So. Uh, one of my peers uh, likes to say that like active learning is uh, learner centric, uh, whereas passive learning is like teacher centric, right? So for instance, this podcast, you're listening to the two of us talk. This is speaker centric, right? Um, if you're just kind of listening, then like we are the stars of the show. I didn't mean to say that your ego is already big enough. Um, <laughs> just just <laughs> shoulder shrug. Yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, passive learning is just kind of absorbing things. Active learning like requires students to actively think about things, work through problems, analyze things, do this critical analysis that we've been talking about with the MCAT and why that's important, et cetera. Um, so that's what the difference between active and passive is. And yeah, I hate to say it, but like this podcast is a classic example of like a very passive learning type of thing. Um, that being said, it's not that big of an issue because there is no exam that's quizzing you on the exact words that you and I are talking about. So it's fine. You're not, you're not required to memorize this stuff. Don't worry about it. Um, keep listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, that's my, <laughs> that's my like least subtle plug ever, you know, instead of like, Hey, come into a, a, a website near you. No, it's just like, keep listening. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> what about, what about if, if people took notes while they were listening, is that more active? it's slightly, but note-taking again, isn't super, uh, it isn't super effective really. Uh, despite what all of us kind of thought most of our lives, um, it's not the most effective thing because there's two ways that note-taking while you're listening to either a lecture or a video or something can go down, right? Either a, the more typical one is you listen for a minute or two, you pause it, and then you write several bullet points of the important information. Um, ideally that's what students do. A lot of the time students end up just like, they're, you know, what is it in a courtroom like the stenographer where they're literally just verbatim writing down almost every single thing, even though some of it's not important, right? Yeah. So that's the first instance. Um, and then it ends up taking you an hour, two hours to go through a 30 minute video because you're pausing every minute and like writing for three, right? So that's not super effective. The other way that you can take notes during like a more passive learning experience uh, is to not pause and you're just listening. And as they're talking, you're writing notes, but as you're writing, you're not really paying attention and you're missing things, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, 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 there's, there's challenges here. Note-taking, not the best. Um, honestly, what I would recommend, and one of the ways to make this a more active learning experience for this podcast, right? For this, using us as an example, is to, sure, you can listen to it, write down really just some of the key notes and the key takeaways. I want your bullet points to be a handful of words and like, only a handful of bullet points max for like a 20 minute video, right? Mm. Um, if this was one of our blueprint modules, for instance, don't write down all the background information on like where the formula came from or any of that kind of stuff. Um, just write down the formula and like some of its uses. And if there's exceptions, then write that stuff down too, right? 
have that on a separate sheet of paper and then like take another sheet of paper and like start practicing whatever it is you just listened to. If it was the pot or if it was the uh, module, not the podcast, Mm -hmm. take that formula that you just learned and like practice it three or four times. Practice passages are obviously like the best, most MCAT realistic thing. But if you're just trying to memorize an equation, you don't need a passage for that, right? You don't need MCAT style stuff. Just make up numbers for the variables and like start plugging and chugging that equation and you're going to remember it. Um, So that's like a really active version um, or a really active learning technique that is following like a passive one, right? Mm -hmm. So try to do as much active as possible. There's so many different ways to do active learning too. So I, I can see someone listening to this and going, okay, Hunter's saying passive learning is bad and active learning is good. And therefore, everything that is passive learning, I'm just going to throw away and only do active learning. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. <laughs> that's like the, the scorched earth method. Um, no, 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 that is not at all what we're saying here. So active here, if we're going to just do some edits on that, uh, passive learning, less effective active learning more, but you still have to do both, right? Like there's really no way to actively learn a concept for the very first time. You're going to have to like listen to someone talk about it or look up and read an article that's explaining it or something along those lines, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not, it's not all or nothing here. We're not Jedi. Okay. It's not, you know, if you're (laughs) only, only sits deal in absolutes, like only MCAT experts deal in active or something (laughs) like that. Um, so no, you're going to have to do a combination of both of them for sure. Okay. Um, it's just, can you involve yourself? And really the underlying thing is, can you make it like interesting for your brain, right? Like, cause your brain gets bored if it just does things it doesn't want to do. Um, yeah. Kind of what we talked about last week, right? But it, it's, it's really keeping yourself engaged throughout the whole thing. Um, if you're familiar with like active reading, it's the same thing. Like active reading, you just try to keep your brain engaged throughout even the most boring passages. Um and yeah, that's that's all we're trying to do is just keep our brains engaged. So basically what you're saying is I need to figure out a way to get dopamine hits while I'm studying. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you what. It's all about that dopamine. <laughs> yeah. And, and there are people who kind of have figured that out to go. I know that if I read uh, a page of my textbook and I reward myself with a Skittle, there's that dopamine hit. I keep going. Another page, another Skittle, another page, another Skittle. Like there are ways to hack yourself and, oh, yeah. and figure out how to best get through material to understand what you're doing day in and day out so you can retain it for the MCAT, which is going to be in three months. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, yeah, I mean, there's 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 just a bunch of different ways to do it. And there's, there's tons of different active learning techniques too. It doesn't have to be like just one thing. Um, so, I mean, if you have, if you have a friend or um, somebody that you know in your life, or even you don't have to be a super close friend, if you've just met somebody in like your MCAT class or something and you both, someone who knows what you're going through, right? And it's at least on the same page of like scientific literacy as you are, um, you can do like a pairing up, like a pair game type of a thing where you and another student sit down um, and you just like propose a question and the both of you like talk out loud and figure out how to solve it, right? Like that's much more active because you're having a conversation with another human being. Um, it's also super close to another active one that like I do on a daily basis, which is like teaching others. Um, one, a really good way to learn material yourself is to teach it to other people. And that is super active because you're sitting there and you are talking to other people. They might be not as scientifically literate. In fact, if you have somebody that isn't even involved in science that you can try to teach this stuff to, that's the best because like 
they will not know what you're talking about and have so many questions and you're going to have to try to explain it to them. Yeah. And the only way you can dumb something down, like, you know, the citric acid cycle is by like really thoroughly understanding the citric acid cycle. Cause if you've got any gaps and they ask like, Hey, so like, why do we need FADH? Then you're like, Oh, I don't know. Like it just <laughs> highlights these gaps in your content. Yeah. Um, so there's tons of different ways to do it. So we, we've said for a long time, uh, here on this podcast specifically that teaching is like the best way to learn something to solidify something yep is that active learning yeah totally because like as you're sitting there especially if they're asking questions like that's why i recommended hey people that aren't really in the know because then they'll just go like uh-huh uh-huh, uh-huh and then you're just reading mm-hmm. through a script right if you have somebody that has no idea what you're talking about and they're asking questions, you're actively having to sit there and think about the question that they just asked, like internalize it, come up with a quick answer that they're going to understand. Yeah, that's that's super active. And it's much more efficient way to like, say you're learning the, you know, you're trying to memorize the digestive system or something like that, right? And you're just walking them through from uh, mastication to defecation, right? Uh, <laughs> Uh, then, you know, explaining it all to someone else. And if they're asking like what each step does, so on and so forth, that's so much better than just like watching a video of somebody um, or listening to a professor or something, just kind of walk you through it once and then hoping that you remember it. Okay. Um, how would somebody, cause I I've seen students on YouTube as where I've seen it before, where they're studying their, their content, their material, they're sitting at the dining room table and they have three stuffed animals sitting around the table and they're teaching the stuffed animals to to actively recall stuff and and go through it. How would somebody like that benefit more because the stuffed animals hopefully aren't talking to them (laughs) (laughs) to ask questions? Yeah, I think I read something in the psych social section about that once. Um, so yeah, no, no, that is that is kind of a, a limitation if you don't have any kind of like back and forth with another person. Mm-hmm. Um, in that case, what I would probably say instead of like just you know teaching stuffed animals or something, which by the way isn't it, it's it's better than nothing. Um, yeah. There were a couple of times in my undergraduate that um, I definitely taught like a little rubber ducky that sat on my desk. <laughs> um, it was a little pirate duck. I used it for ecology to measure the velocity of rivers and stuff like that. But he lived there and I definitely explained some things to him. Um, but if you want to make it a little bit more of an engaging activity, like as a solo activity, then again, let's just use like the the digestive system, right? Your GI tract. Whip out a blank sheet, sheet of paper. And so passive version of that. I'm going to rewatch the video that explained the, the digestive tract, my whole GI tract to me. Um, and then I'm going to reread over the notes that I took on that, right? Great, cool, whatever. Both of those are super passive and you've already done them, right? So if you did it once and it didn't stick, chances are the second time isn't really going to stick either. Um, so what I usually recommend my students for something like that, like bio, bio, bio uh, chem, and it's like long mechanisms or pathways or anything like that in the body, whip out a sheet of blank paper, start at the very top, and just go mouth, right? Arrow to the next thing. Um, <laughs> arrow to esophagus, or excuse me, uh, arrow to, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> I forgot, like, what happens after I swallow? Um, draw an arrow to the next thing. Draw an arrow to the, you know, your stomach. Draw an arrow. And then in between the next arrow from your stomach to the small intestine, right? Like, have a little line in the arrow and be like, ooh, there's a valve here, right? There's a valve between the upper limits of the stomach, too. 
Um, do bullet points and just list out all the facts that you know about all the different structures that you're in there as you're writing it down. Um, if you're a little bit more artistic and creative, try to draw some of the structures. Why not? Like all of these things are different, more active ways to memorize all of this information. Um, cause you're not just like passively reading or listening. Like you are sitting there actively thinking about things, these things, trying to recall these things. And then once you're done with your whole sheet of paper, you know, you've got this like Candyland looking drawing that's, uh, you know, zigzagging back and forth with all these arrows. It's like the grossest Candyland ever. Um, then yeah, you can go back through those notes and go, did I miss anything? Right. And see if you check your work and see if you miss anything and like add it in in a different color or something. So, you know, like, Hey, I need to remember this for next time. And then this is the part that's going to hurt students crumble that paper up and throw it away and like do it again. You know, like that, that's, that's the, one of the better ways to just like memorize information is by doing like this active, uh, like question-based critical thinking based, um, like just challenge yourself to tr- like quiz yourself. Um, That's really, I mean, getting a little off topic into like the way that we structure our blueprint courses. Like that's why we do so many um, exams as you're approaching your real test date, right? Like full length exams. I tell all my students, hey, like, yeah, it's great to go through all your content modules, read your textbooks and everything. But like, hey, have you taken six full lengths yet? Like really like minimum. That's usually what I recommend is like six to eight. Yeah. Um, I did 10. I have peers of mine that did even more than that, right? So um, that active like... Doing questions and participating um, is it's so much more helpful for your brain than just like passively trying to <laughs> learn things yeah. through osmosis and or diffusion. Yeah. Well, that I think is the biggest, um, the, the best kind of connection to what we always say is one of the biggest mistakes that that you and I see day in and day out with, with students who do poorly in the MCAT is they only study content and they don't do enough questions. And that to me screams passive learning versus active learning. You stayed in passive 90% of the time when you should have been in active 75% of the time or whatever it is to really exercise, solidify those synapses in your brain to make all these connections to, to help you understand not just the content, but how the MCAT, how the AAMC expects you to understand the content and how they expect you to to use it on the MCAT. Yeah, I mean, I love uh, I love tutoring my students uh, because each student is super unique. Um, but after <laughs> I mean, I've helped thousands of students at this point, there tends to be patterns now, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I have so many students who are retakers. And um, well, I want to talk about two classes of students, essentially, um, two types of students class sounded negative. Two types of students. Uh, the first one is uh, they're retakers and they said, yeah, hey, the first time around, like I only did content review and I thought that would be it. And like it absolutely was not. It completely dominated me. Right. And so with those students, usually it's, hey, I have all my content memorized and I just sit down and we just do practice together nonstop. And I essentially like train them to think the way that the MCAT wants them to think. Um, and again, like just sitting down with me working through these active things and then whenever they get something wrong or they get something right for the wrong reason. Um, I, I'm probably the most frustrating tutor for a lot of my students because I very rarely give an answer. I just ask more questions, right? Yeah. Um, no, that's that's good teaching, actually. That's that's something I, I'm on faculty here at the University of Colorado School of Medicine. And and that's how we have been taught as, as faculty members, as teachers, to teach the students. Uh, the yep. specific thing that I work with is students in their small group communication stuff. And 
I don't really give them super direct feedback. I do a little bit, but most of it is like, how do you think you did? Like, I'm going to force yeah. you to reflect on it all. Yeah. And that's like a little microcosm of everything that we're talking about. Right. So if a, if a student of mine is like, Hey, I don't understand this question. It's, it's challenging. Like what the heck I thought C was the answer, but it's B. Um, or they're just asking me, Hey, what is the answer? How do I get there? If I just tell them the answer, right. Boom. Instantly passive, instantly passive. It is. I'm just listening to a lecture or I'm watching a video and cool yeah. Hunter, you gave me the answer. Great. I'm not going to remember it. But if it's like, Hey, what's the answer here? And I'm like, okay, well, how would you start it? What are the clues? What are the important things? What topic is this? Right. Um, all of that is like a much more active because then I'm flipping the script, putting the ball in their court again. And like, boom, they're having to sit and think about something. So if they're critically thinking that's active learning. Um, and it's so much better for retention. Um, who knew, man, the best way to practice for the MCAT is by like taking the MCAT and like doing questions. Who knew? <laughs> I, I, I bet you're going to be one of those weirdos that says the best way to prepare for a marathon is to run. I th I think that's I don't know man I don't know that's pushing it um I really think maybe watching videos of other people run and reading textbooks <laughs> about running technique is the the proper way to to rock this marathon <laughs> such a sheep man <laughs> <laughs> so so that was that's one type of student who like has their content down but they just never did any practice the other type of student is brand new fresh face I've never studied for the MCAT before I've never taken it before etc I'm like okay cool let's let's make a study plan for you and they're like all right so I figured. I'm going to sit down and do content and watch my modules and take notes for the next two months. And then after two months, once I've watched every video, then I'm going to start doing practice. And it's like, yeah. no, no, yeah. no, no. We need to start day one doing practice. Um, because yeah, I mean, the modules are great if you've never seen the, uh, the material, if you don't know the equations and stuff like that, yeah. but you that, can't just like, like absorb it. That's like, uh, I, I'm going to start uh, getting in shape and I'm going to spend the first two months just thinking about all the stuff that I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm going to watch YouTube videos on the best <laughs> way to retrieve hypertrophy. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And then, you know, you can do that for a month or two months. And then if somebody asks you like, Hey, are you working out? You better not say yes. Cause like, that's not working out. Same thing with like the MCAT. If you're just reading a couple books, right. Or you're watching content videos, you're not really like practicing for the MCAT. You're just listening to people talk about the stuff that's on the MCAT. Like you need to sit down and do problems. That is, I need to, it's the most active way to, to memorize your information. I, I need on my soundboard over here, the Allen Iverson clip practice. <laughs> we talk about practice. <laughs> <laughs> practice. Yeah. Oh man. Um, so yeah, I, I honestly think that's one of the best ways. Like we've talked about a, a bunch of different active learning techniques, like obviously yeah. doing problems, doing questions, reading through passages. That is the most direct one-to-one. -one. I am actively practicing for the MCAT. Um, but yeah, any of the other things that you can do with um, peers, with friends, with, you know, study buddies, anything along those lines, as long as you're, it, 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 it's, I feel like I'm using the word in the definition, but as long as you're like actively challenging yourself, you're having to think about stuff and it isn't just absorbing, then you know, you're in the right place yeah. as far as, you know, the better type of learning. Oh, and side note, I don't know if it's controversial, but I've seen a whole bunch of videos and watched, uh, or uh, I've watched a bunch of videos and read a lot of uh, like literary, uh, like articles. I don't, the whole like auditory versus visual learning versus tactile mm. learning. Like, yo, that's not real. Um, everyone's kind of a little yeah. bit of everything. And like really the way that, and so 10 steps, how I got here. Um, those are all like visual learning, uh, you know, auditory learning. Really, the only two different types of learning are active versus passive, right? Like mm -hmm. everyone benefits from a little bit of all of them. Um, you have to 
listen to a lecture. You have to, you know, draw out a couple images of like your OCHEM figure, stuff like that. Um, and then you have to practice passages. So it's all just active versus passive. Um, there's a lot of evidence that shows that like everyone is a little bit of a visual learner or auditory learner. So don't let that like hinder you. Don't go, I can't do this because I'm not a visual learner. Like, yeah, you can. <laughs> you just got to practice it. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, an- anecdotally, I very much am, am an aural learner listening to things. Um, hence why I love podcasts. Because uh, I I can't sit down and read something and, and stay focused on it. Uh, but I can have uh, an earbud in and listen and absorb things and, and be so good at it that when I try to go back and like find it, I'll, I'll scrub through an episode and, and I'll remember like verbatim almost what the person's talking about. Um, I don't know. I don't know. May- maybe people are just better at passive, different types of passive learning. Uh, oh yeah. No, that's, um, I'm not saying that people don't learn better, uh, but a lot of times people use that as a crutch and it's like, I can't learn this because I'm not a visual. It's like, yeah, yeah, you totally are. You totally can. We just got to practice it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I will, I'll, I'll, I'll make that amendment. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit of here and there. Um, and everyone kind of prefers something, but yeah, active versus passive. It's, it's all about engaging yourself, engaging your brain, asking yourself these challenging questions and, um, yeah, really just making it so that it's, it's a lot more engaged than just listening to something, um, and like writing notes down. Uh, that's really the key between, uh, people who do okay on the MCAT and people who do like stellar on the MCAT. Also, heck yeah, five points for being able to use stellar in a sentence. All right, so there you have it. Passive versus active learning. Which one do you think you do most of the time? I bet you it's probably passive learning and you need to switch over to that active learning to solidify that knowledge in your head do better on the MCAT and to do better in your courses. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to go check out blueprintmcat.com. Sign up for a free account today and get lots of free goodies, including that amazing study planner tool. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT podcast. This is MedEd Media.